check, check, <clears throat> check. One, two. I've never done one with the. It's a headset. You like it or not? I've no? only done the holding the microphones. <laughs> were yeah. You, were you able to hear yourself? Uh, no. There you go. No, this is great. Uh, it's always weird hearing yourself. <laughs> yep. I hear myself in clients' videos. I'm like, what? what? Who's that? Cool. We'll have to. A little background noise. <laughs> yeah, that'll be all right. Nothing wrong with that. And we can just join. We're making a movie. <laughs> movies, movies, movies. I'm going to shut this door because this is kind of weird. Perfect. All right. We're rolling. Hello and welcome to episode uh, 38 of the Restoring Human podcast where we believe humans were designed to flourish. Unfortunately, many modern conveniences uh, work against our thriving, but through intentional lifestyle decisions, we can return to an optimal state of health. I am Jarek Bakken today here with, as always, Dr. Alex Arguello, but a special guest, Bonnie Schroeder. Hi. Thanks for being here with us. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, Bonnie is uh, maybe maybe surprising to you, maybe not, definitely the uh, strongest person in the <laughs> camera right now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, relative and absolute, probably. <laughs> um, and that's, uh, that's what we want to talk to her about a little bit uh yeah so what what do you do i guess Let's start there <laughs> i am a competitive power lifter i train out of summit training center in bettendorf iowa and i have been working and training there for about four years now okay and mm -hmm. specifically powerlifting Okay, because you guys are CrossFit guys. We, 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 yeah, <laughs> we, we can we'll, so I we'll get to cover educate you guys. Here. We'll cover our bases here. Um, so for those of you maybe that aren't as familiar with powerlifting, um, it is a strength-based sport based around three lifts: so squat, bench, and deadlift. Mm -hmm. um, those are the three lifts that you compete in. Um, meets go in that order: you squat first, then you bench, then you deadlift. You get three attempts at each lift. Uh, and then you are scored a total at the end. So sure. that's how the meets work. Yep. So wildly different from uh, CrossFitters who lift. Not only do you not get infinite chances to hit a lift, uh, <laughs> right. you, you also... You get nine attempts. That's it. You also have some more rigid uh, movement standards as yes, well. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I compete in the USAPL. And Kay. so that's the uh, United States powerlifting. Um, that is really um, probably, you know, most would argue the strictest okay. as far as powerlifting federations. There's many. Uh, the main two are USPA and then USAPL. So USAPL, you know, they are looking for depth in your squat. They are looking to make sure you listen to all the commands. There's mm -hmm. commands for every lift. Uh, they're making sure you're feet don't raise your butt don't raise your head doesn't raise in the bench press mm -hmm. uh and there can be no you know hitching ramping or grip slipping in like a deadlift sure so there are pretty strict uh standards that you have to abide by in a meet yeah so one thing i just thought of as you were saying that like you already established we're primarily crossfitters and crossfit as a sport is um uniquely uh complimentary uh equally not complimentary that's not the word i'm looking for but like men and women are it's like the exact same thing sure and 
it sounds like powerlifting is a very similar sport in that regard. Yes. Is that true? Yes. You're absolutely. not you're not in like a women's powerlifting league. No, no, no. It's pretty uh it's pretty fair across yeah. across everything. That's cool. Um it's nice because another thing, you know, that's well, it's different from CrossFit, but there are weight classes. So that's another thing that sure. sets it apart sure. um, is that I compete, you know, in 57 kilo weight class. And I'm only competing with those women um, unless it's for like the overall. I did the conversion winner. for you, American folks. That's 125 yes. pounds. Yes, <laughs> 125 and a half pounds. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I just have to weigh underneath that to compete in that weight class. Cool. Very yes. cool. Mm -hmm. So is there like weight cutting that you do in like wrestling um, or fighting? There will be a little bit of weight cutting for me this go round. <laughs> I um I actually got on a little bit of a bulking phase, so I'm actually above my weight class right now. Okay. Um I will drop a couple pounds, um and mostly so I can be nationally ranked with other federations. So what I mean by that is USAPL is the only one that has a 57 kilo weight class. Everybody else has a 56, so 123. Ah. So in order to be compared against all the other gals in the country, I need to be under that weight, 56. under okay. 56, yes. So otherwise, if I weigh 124, 125, I'm really only able to be equally compared to girls that are the same. Right. Under 57, sure. not under 56. So I will try to compete at under 123 at my next meet. Cool. <laughs> Very cool. So maybe we should get a background. Yeah. How this all happened. Yes. How did it happen? Um, <laughs> I ran track in high school and college. Mm -hmm. So that is my main background. I was a sprinter. Running seems very foreign to me now. Can't <laughs> imagine doing it. Um, <laughs> I haven't in a while, so don't ask me because I couldn't tell you when. Uh, so track background, I was a sprinter in high school and college after that, I kind of hung out in the bodybuilding world for a while. I never competed in that manner, but I was training that way. That's who I was hanging out with. Okay. And I probably trained that way from 22 to 26-ish. And then I did CrossFit for ah. a year, maybe two. Probably at just a year at, at Summit. Summit. Yep. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, there were a lot of things I really enjoyed. I still had a little bit of a gas tank from my, my track days. Mm -hmm. uh, but there were a lot of things I was really bad at. <laughs> like anything that was gymnastic-y at all, I couldn't mm. do. There was mm -hmm. no handstand things. There was no muscle-ups. There was no double-unders. I have no sense of rhythm. Um, so I was like, well, can't we just deadlift heavy, guys? <laughs> you know, like, can't we do something else? Because um, were, you, were you lifting through high school, like in the track? stuff or we did have a lifting program it was pretty generic though mm -hmm. and not really uh catered to the explosive sure. um, ness of the sport um so more of just a very generic basic lifting program mm -hmm. um but so yeah i've always been doing some form of lifting i didn't seriously get into powerlifting uh until i was 27 I was doing CrossFit at the time, and I had a training partner, and she was like, well, I'm going to sign up for a powerlifting meet. I'm like, what, what is that? What is this powerlifting thing? And uh, so she told me. I thought it sounded interesting, and I did my first one with probably, like, just a couple months of serious training mm -hmm. under my belt. Not a lot. And uh, I did it, and I loved it, and there was really no looking back after that. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. So now you, when you say, because he asked you what you do, and you're a competitive power lifter. Mm -hmm. How frequent is that happening? Are you like doing meets 
every month? Is this oh, God, a no. three times a year <laughs> thing? What, what does um, that look like? This year, I, I really only wanted to compete twice. Okay. Um, I will be competing three times. So I did the Arnold in March. Okay. I did the USAPL Pro American Meet. That was the first weekend in March. Um, and I will be doing – I didn't get the total that I wanted from that meet, so that's the reason I'm competing again. Ah. Uh, so I'm doing regionals in July – and that will be in St. Louis, where I'm moving to. And then I will be competing at Raw Nationals, which is in October in Spokane, Washington. Cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Wow. Yep. Yeah, but I don't, I don't like to do meets too often because it really takes a toll on your body and you mentally. And at, at, at this point where I've been doing it a long time, if I'm competing that often, I'm probably not getting a PR at every meet which yeah. is tough, and I like to see that total go sure. up at every meet. Uh, so ideally, from here on out, two times a year. Cool. So, okay, you kind of led into this a little bit, but you're drawing a little bit of a line between powerlifting as a sport and maybe like something that you're doing to keep yourself healthy. Is right. You, like, are you drawing that distinct line in your head? Do you train differently? Do you see things differently in those two regards? Um, it is very much a lifestyle for me, mm-hmm. and it's it's certainly become more of a hobby. Mm-hmm. I think as far as keeping me healthy, obviously, yeah, physically it does a good job. Um, mentally, sometimes it can be tough. Mm-hmm. I think strength training in general does wonders for your mental health. Sure. Um, but it can be challenging at times to keep things in perspective, and I'm sure... Uh, people that I am close with and people that I train with, you know, you see it. It's really hard to not compare yourself with mm-hmm. your competitors. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think, you know, physically, yeah, it's a great. It's amazing. S- everyone should be strength training. Um, but mentally, there's definitely a lot of different layers that are involved. Sure. So I want to go back a little bit now, especially since you mentioned kind of the mental side of any type of physical fitness, I guess. Sure. Um, I saw uh, a short little article that you had written, kind of talking a little bit about your history. Yeah, feel yeah. free. This is Brock, if he came <laughs> into the camera. Uh, you talked a little bit about your history with fitness prior to you know, finding powerlifting, and even, I think, at that point, probably finding CrossFit, um, that you, you ran and your mindset was like a lot of women i got to be skinny yeah thin is thin is cute it's the only way you can be attractive right yeah so <laughs> <laughs> it's sarcasm <laughs> ladies and gentlemen if, if it wasn't late on <laughs> if, if you didn't get that how how have you seen <clears throat> your mindset change from then how have you seen like what what has changed since that point? What maybe even start with what did that look like, I guess? Sure. So when I was running all the time, I guess I was probably oh, 10, 15 pounds lighter than, than I am than now. Currently. Yeah, yep. Uh which is significant, you know, for my height and sure. and natural weight and um I that was just it. I was convinced that that was what was attractive. That was how I should look. Mm-hmm. And at the time that was okay because I felt like I did fit that mold. You know what I mean? And then after college and I wasn't running as much and I couldn't really <coughs> stay in sprinting shape on my own. Um, 
I was bodybuilding and stuff like that because I was kind of like, okay, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. Every, you know, that when that collegiate athlete was like, oh crap, my collegiate career is yeah. over. Now what? So I was training like a bodybuilding manner, like I said. Um, and I'm very lucky that my mind, my mental state kind of changed as my body changed. Okay. So I was like, oh, I'm getting some shoulders. Like, I like that. Sure. This is cool. Let's keep it going. Um, so I never really had that that thought that, oh, I'm getting too big. I'm getting too bulky. I'm, I was very lucky that I was like, okay, I, I like this. Let's keep it going. Sure. Let's see what we can do with this. Um, you know, and I, I'm naturally pretty lean. If I wasn't lifting, I would just shrink down to nothing. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's not the starting place that all women come from. Uh, but I'm, I'm very lucky that I adapted and I liked what I saw sure. as I was going along. So what about, um, Was there anything necessarily like trying about any of that period before you kind of found more of a strength training? Um, like you said, you're you know naturally just kind of a smaller person, mm-hmm. um, but that that mindset that mindset shifted kind of naturally. Was there like was there ever a time where? you felt kind of the weight, the pressure to look a certain way or? Um, you know, the only time I felt that would definitely not then, uh, if anything more so now. And not that I feel the pressure, but I, I see it mm-hmm. with social media. Sure. And that's, I think, just kind of comes with the territory as a female strength athlete. Mm-hmm. You are either not feminine enough or if you want to be masculine, just go be a dude and don't do your hair, don't do your makeup or anything like that. So, you know, some people just want you to be this way or that way, you know? Um, but at that time when I, when it was more of a transition for me, I'm, I'm pretty lucky. I don't think I felt really much pressure from anyone or any outside, outside sources. I know it's not that easy for everyone or every, uh, girl making the transition. Um, you know, to someone who is getting used to, a new body, I guess you could say, I would just say have a really good support system and, you know, have, have a group of people that understand why you're doing it and that can be there for you in those, in those more challenging times. Um, but yeah, social media can be a nasty place. (laughs) Uh, but luckily a lot of those people, they, they don't know what they're talking about and are easily, easy to brush off, you know? (laughs) Um, they, they, they don't know what, what your total is or, sure. you know what I mean? <laughs> so you are also a coach. Yes. So have mm-hmm. you had the chance to kind of walk through a similar process with some other people? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've had a, a lot of gals come to me and their initial thought is, oh, I want to lose weight mm-hmm. and that's fine. I have weight loss clients. That's okay. Um, and then it's interesting to kind of, because I still make them strength train. You know, you're still going to come in and squat. Sure. You're still going to come in and deadlift. You're still going to come in and overhead press, you know, all these things. And it's interesting to see that transition to where it's not so much the weight on the scale that matters anymore, but it's the weight on the bar. Sure. And I love seeing that mental shift, and I really like uh, celebrating that mental shift because I think that's Absolutely. really important, especially with females. Mm-hmm. Um to to praise that yeah and keep the focus on that sure have you noticed with yourself or with clients improvements elsewhere in life because of the 
kind of mental shift that happens in the gym? Absolutely. Uh, I had one gal, well, she, she still smoked actually when she came to me. And so she quit that. So that was huge. Uh, but I think the number on her, one on thing. Her own choosing? Yeah, I didn't tell her to. Nice. I didn't tell her to. I, I might have strongly suggested it a couple of times, but I wasn't like, you need to stop. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, but she made that choice for herself people, that she wanted to live. figure it out. Yeah, she wanted to live a healthier lifestyle, which is rad. I totally support that. And, but. I think the number one, you know, biggest change that you see is the confidence. Yeah. Of course. You know, now these women are confident enough to get under a barbell with 200 pounds on it, whereas they might not have even ever fathomed doing something like that before, yeah. which is really cool to see. And you do see that confidence elsewhere, you know, in their lives. Maybe they're posting a flexing picture or a picture wearing a dress or something that they wouldn't have been in before. Or a picture at all. Or a picture at all. Exactly. Or a picture in their uh, singlet that they were worried about wearing at sure. their first powerlifting meet. You know sure. what I mean? <laughs> so that's huge. And it's really cool to see. And that, that stuff makes me really happy, you know, just as stoked as seeing those PRs. Yeah. 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 That's really awesome. So you work with more people that want to become powerlifters or more just I have a group. Stuff? I've got, you know, a couple that are weight loss, a couple that are just strength training for life and being able to do activities of daily living, some older clients. And then I do have a group of athletes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how do these people come to you? How would they know that you're... Uh, most find me through social media. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or word of mouth. So you're on social media telling people that you coach, you do strength training coach. Yes. Mm -hmm. Coaching. Yes. Well, I'm cool. not advertising it currently because I'm about to move, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I was going to ask. Is it all is it all local stuff? Do you have any online? I have, I have a group of uh, people that I work with in person, and then I have um, a team online of about 30 clients right now mm -hmm. that I also write programming for. And, and those are all powerlifting athletes. Yeah. Yes. Is this – is that – full-time for you or are you doing anything else or i'm just in the gym and my online business cool yep very cool mm -hmm. that's fantastic yeah that's awesome so let's get back to that but let's talk about st louis yeah what's that's happening there uh just ready for a fresh start okay yep i'm gonna be uh close to some family and friends okay. down there my sister and her husband and my nephew just moved down there okay um and then i'll be possibly working but training at a really cool gym down there as yeah. well mm -hmm. the lab yes shout out to the lab justin thacker and chris sounds thacker. familiar but i don't know they're good guys they are excited to have me so i'm excited to be there this is a powerlifting gym uh and weightlifting and i think they have a crossfit yeah yeah and they've got everything it's a huge facility um the lab the lab, the lab. yeah, yeah okay. just the lab they've it's more of like a they've got like a big training hall and okay. they uh, they probably have the biggest group of competitive weightlifters, I sure. think, in St. Louis. Because there's some other powerlifting gyms, but they do cater to weightlifters as well. Sure. Yeah. So are you is, is are you like joining a like a, a team down there? Yes. Or? Yeah. They do actually have a powerlifting team, mm -hmm. um, which will be nice. Because do, do you necessarily have that here? No. Okay. Mm -hmm. No. There's just a handful of people at Summit that compete. Sure. Yep. Sure. Yep. That's cool. So there's team competitions. Uh, you can enter meets as a team if you have enough competitors, and hmm. then they do offer like team placing and team prizes and stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yep. I'm not sure how many people you need. I think it's like 12 or 16, and then you can be considered a team. Okay. Yep. Cool. So, checking my notes here. I, this mm. is this might be the first time I like 
really wrote something really down. intentionally made some notes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Have you had any powerlifting guests before? Uh, if you if you would call Austin that, I mean, he, okay. he dabbles quite a bit, but okay, yeah, no, <laughs> other, <laughs> yeah, other than no. Austin, no. <laughs> uh, what's what is what is your kind of life and schedule look like surrounding training and what like what you're putting in to do this sure. so right now i am about 10 weeks out mm-hmm. from my regional meet um so right now in training my volume's still pretty high um a lot of a lot of reps right now which as a powerlifter it's, it's tough it's cardio <laughs> um so my training days are all broken down by the main lift so okay. i squat twice a week bench three times a week and I deadlift once a week. Okay. Um, so I have a main, the main movement of that day, some variation on that lift and then a couple, uh, accessory movements Mm -hmm. at the end. Uh, usually my training sessions end up being around like two hours. Um, and then, so yeah, about 10 weeks out the week before the meet, I'll deload. Everything will be nice and light and hopefully I have a, have a good meet Mm -hmm. in July. So once a day, Yes, once a day. Six days a week. Yes. Is that they count right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 And only Five doing that movement. Uh, yeah. Every night. Some okay. days I double up. Some days I might squat and bench sure. or bench and deadlift if I sure. have to. I try to keep my deadlift days just deadlift. Uh, but sometimes, depending on my schedule, I can squat and bench on the same day. Mm-hmm. Um, I do auto-regulate everything. So what do you mean by that? Um, so, like, some people are like, oh, Monday's my bench day. Sure. Wednesday's my squat day. I don't do that. I go based off of everything of how I feel. Sure. So if I'm not ready for, if I'm not ready to squat again on Monday, because I just deadlifted it on Saturday, I will bench. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Sure. So I'm not going to do something if my body's not ready for it. Cause I want every session to be a good session. So was that, was that, uh, intuition something that has come more recently or, uh, it's kind of something that I've learned after doing this for mm-hmm. four years. Yeah. Um, I mean, some people are pretty good at listening to their bodies and what they are ready for mm-hmm. or not ready for. Others really want to stick to that yeah. schedule. I need to bench today because it's my bench day. Whereas I'm like, okay, well, if my body is still fried, maybe not. Maybe sure. I shouldn't do something or maybe I should do something else. Um, so that's really come with time and a lot of trial and error with my own programming because mm-hmm. I write for myself, uh, which has its own challenges. Um, but you learn what works and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. And that really works well for me. So what about the aspects of training that are outside of the gym? What is mm. like what does your diet look like, for example? I track my macros. Kay. I work with hybrid nutrition and sure. I have a coach there. Um, that's Steffi Cohen and, uh, okay. You know them. Um, okay. (laughs) Um, yep. So I work with them. They do my macros. I check in every week with pictures and updated weights and everything like that. Um, they have been really good to me. And before that I was doing, I was just eating intuitively Mm -hmm. and it was working pretty well for the most part. I really wanted to gain a little bit of weight in this current training cycle. So they've helped me make sure I'm eating enough. Sure. Um, so that's been interesting on its own. Um, it's different having someone hold you accountable because I'm really not used to reporting to anyone yeah. since I write my own programming. Um, so that's been a lot of fun. Uh, I don't, you know, I'm not going out and partying on the weekends. So there's not a lot of alcohol or mm-hmm. any consumption like that. 
Um, but yeah, that's that's what I do pretty much for diet. How has how has that changed since? I mean, what does that look like now compared to maybe how you grew up and what you knew from nutrition at that point in life? Um, I've always been pretty lucky as far as like my metabolism. Uh, when I was in college, I could eat anything I wanted and that was fine because I was running six days a week. Right. Sure. And then you stop being a collegiate athlete and you're like, Oh wait, maybe I can't eat like this anymore. I very, I was 22. I remember very specifically when I had that moment. Um, but I think, uh, doing the macros is great because it still allows you to be a little flexible. Sure. And any diet that was super, super restrictive, I, I couldn't do. Mm-hmm. Any diet that was like, no, nope, you can't have ice cream, you can't have pizza ever, I'd be like, well, okay, never mind. Um, so I really, really like that because it lets me be flexible still. Um, eating intuitively, you know, for the majority of my life has worked pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not for everyone. It's sure. harder for some people than it is for others. Would you say you have learned a lot from working with hybrid guys and you know tracking things and just yes, being for like <laughs> intuitive is relative to your own understanding. Exactly. So yeah. Do you feel like your understanding has grown since you know? Yes, definitely. I. I actually had an interesting conversation with them the other day because I was talking about, you know, cutting a couple pounds for this meat. And I was like, well, I don't ever want to be hungry, mm-hmm. you know, because that sucks. You don't want to go squat heavy when you're hungry. And uh, so they're like, well, we don't ever want you to be hungry either. But hungry is so mental. And then they sat me down and told me all these all these very interesting thoughts on hunger. Sure. And it's really cool to hear those professionals Mm -hmm. tell you about it because I I don't have a background in nutrition. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's interesting. They're like, well, I could tell you this and this and you'd never even feel hungry again. I'm like, okay, let's do that. You know? Um, So yeah, it's really opened my eyes to a lot of things that I didn't think about before. And I personally don't do nutrition for my clients. So I like to send them that way also to hybrids. It really is a good program. So what I'm curious, what were some of those things that they told you about hunger? Uh, well, just the way that uh, metabolisms work, they use the example of, you know, an overweight person obviously um, doesn't have to eat all the time to survive, but they might feel hungry more often. Sure. Um, but they still get that feeling that, oh, my God, I need to eat something. And I told them, I was like, but I do. I do need to eat something. I, I will starve. Um, so just kind of putting different thoughts like that into my head, things I hadn't thought about before. Um, and then, you know, the opposite of a leaner person trying to gain weight and things like that, the way that metabolisms work and <coughs> the mental aspect of hunger and yeah. how so much of it is mental. And I'm just like, okay, that's a really good point. I guess I'll shut up. <laughs> the doctor knows all about the that. The doctor. <laughs> So, can you tell us what this macro breakdown is? Uh, yes. Right now, I am at 145 uh, protein, 275 carbs, 55 fat, and 25 fiber. They your fiber, too. Okay. Yep. And that will decrease a little bit. That's probably why she's stronger than us. Because <laughs> of the protein? You eat more protein than me. It's a lot of protein. <laughs> We're going to have to hear some numbers here. Now you got me feeling pretty 
Is she really stronger than me, you think? Uh, w- what are your best lifts? We can calculate. <laughs> we can calculate Wilkes if you, if you want to talk about Wilkes' score well, I'm here. I'm definitely not 125 um, pounds, so uh, right. I know that. My best squat uh, is 292. My best bench um, in the gym is 185 at a meet, uh, 182. And then deadlifts, and this is a sensitive subject. Um, the oh, heaviest I saw this video. Did you? <laughs> yeah, the heaviest um, I've gotten credit for in a meet was 391. Um, at the Arnold's, I locked out 402, but I didn't hang on to it long enough to get the down command, so it did not count, unfortunately. Saw that. So maybe deadlift. <laughs> and, and this was at 120 pounds body weight. Yeah. So another thing, uh, unless you know some of the stuff that's been referenced, uh, you're working with probably one of a handful of people your size on this planet who are stronger than you in in uh, brain fart oh Steffi yeah yes yes yeah. she's very strong <laughs> and yes she's my weight class <laughs> uh, yes so super strong super sweet very smart I mean, shout out to Steffi and I guess that says a lot about you know surrounding yourself with you know people who are I mean better than you being able to push you yes it's that saying if you're the strongest person in the room you're in the wrong room sure (laughs) sure you could replace strongest with other things so is that is that i mean part Mm. of making the move to you know just be around other people or uh you know definitely will be nice to be in a more competitive Mm -hmm. environment and be a part of a team like i said i'm sure that will have no negative effects on my training (laughs) yeah for sure so with this food thing, do you, um, it's solely just tracking macros? Like, doesn't matter when you're eating or how much you're eating? As there long as is you're hitting um, some timing aspects to it. Um, I do get to have, like, additional carbs on, like, my heaviest day of the week. So, usually, like, my deadlift day, my okay. most intense day of training. Um, you know, we're trying to time a lot of the uh, proteins and fats after workouts. I need carbs going into workouts. I don't like working out on an empty stomach or I like feeling really full actually, which is probably the opposite of CrossFit. You guys are moving and bouncing around. Whereas I like to feel full and bloated when I go into my workouts. Really? Um, Why do you like that? Because it helps you lift better. Really? Yeah. Yeah. This is across the board (laughs) you're thinking or you? Uh, Me personally works well. Yeah. I think any, I mean, I don't know about weightlifting because you're moving a lot more, Uh but yeah. You feel I like feeling super full. I like feeling super full on like squat and bench days. Sure. If it's a deadlift day, mm, maybe not so much because some of that might be coming up. But um, (sighs) which has happened. It's not. It's not a not a pretty sport. Um, But yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So I like feeling nice and full. Do they uh, do they guide your non-training days as well? Um, Those would be for uh, every day of the week. And then my heavier, like more intense days, mm-hmm. I do get the extra carbs. So okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. <clears throat> and then you're doing like a half marathon in the day you're not lifting. Oh, my Definitely. God. No. I'm in bed, not moving, <laughs> thinking about how much my body hurts. <laughs> so you still get really super sore. Um, some days my lower body tends to 
tolerate the volume less well on my upper body. So I can bench pretty heavy, pretty intense three times a week. Okay. Squatting, I usually have one higher volume day and then a heavier, uh, more intense day. Deadlifts are high, high, high intensity because I only do those once a week. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what things besides diet, what other types of things are you doing to kind of take care of yourself outside of the gym? Uh, recovery for me is huge. So I do as much as I can uh, because I have to be able to turn around and perform at mm-hmm. my best. Mm-hmm. Um, so sleep, <laughs> I like to get at least nine hours of sleep. Nice. Um, if I can get more, I'm taking it. Um, I see a sports massage therapist pretty regularly. She does a lot of like deep tissue, uh, active release mm-hmm. stuff that works really well for me. Who is that? Uh, her name's Lindsay Spencer and she works out at Summit. Oh, okay. She's got a massage office oh. upstairs at cool. the gym. Yeah. It's a great setup for her. Um, so besides a lot of sleep and massages, I do cupping, mm-hmm. which works well for me. Uh, I also have a Mark Pro yeah. e-stim machine that I use. So any recovery methods that I can get my hands on, I'm doing it. Okay, cool. How about uh, how about mindset stuff? So like, do you have any practices that you're doing? I mean, on the days that you, I mean, you on the days that I compete, or uh, I mean that, or even just when you're talking about just some days are heavy and it it kind of sucks. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Those days happen. Um, on you know when I'm preparing for a meet, I like to go back and watch videos okay. because I do get you know you still get nervous, especially for that first squat, the first attempt. Just put you a just number on the board. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Um. So you want to open, you know, with a number that you know you can hit mm-hmm. any day of the week. Um, and, of course, I'm nervous. And I'm like, oh, my God, I think I forgot how to squat, you know. So it helps to go back and watch those videos like, oh, no, you actually did 20 more pounds in this last week. And look how nice it moved. So mm-hmm. I do use those videos to mm-hmm. kind of help me mentally and keep me in the right frame of mind. Um, as far as the heavy days in the gym that might not feel so great, they used to bother me a lot when I was um, – newer to the sport um now i just understand that they happen and Mm -hmm. usually there's a reason and if i can find the reason then it doesn't bother me less or as much sure i mean so if i'm like oh i had a shitty bench day i don't know if i can cuss sorry um (laughs) i (laughs) i had a bad bench day and i'm texting him and i'm complaining about it. he's like well you were up late you didn't get a lot of sleep i'm like yeah okay you're right you know or i didn't eat enough the day before Mm -hmm. so usually there's a reason. Yeah. If there's not a reason, I don't know. Talk to your coach. Look at your program because something might be off and maybe you shouldn't feel that bad. Um, but, yeah, so you really learn to take those bad days with the good for sure. And um, not not every day is going to be perfect. And the sooner you can accept that, mm-hmm. <laughs> the easier it will be for you Yeah. for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Some days it's hard. The last training cycle, like up to the Arnold, I definitely – had some bad days and threw a couple fits. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if we're looking at these clients that you have that come in to you specifically for weight loss, yeah, um, how are you, are they coming to you already pretty well educated? Or how are you explaining to them that just doing this strength training, resistance training is better for you than 
being at Planet Fitness being and on, a, on, a on a treadmill for a couple hours. Well, those uh, clients that come in for weight loss, I like to keep it super super fun and kind of always different and always interesting for them. Um, so I've got uh, one gal, and we kind of break the day down by doing a strength aspect aspect and then more of like a, a hit cardio maybe like a crossfit style mm-hmm. workout mm-hmm. after that um it's fun to it's fun to see them enjoy both parts of it usually they like the strength training a little bit better yeah. <laughs> um because i mean who doesn't love cardio but <laughs> as i say that, i couldn't even tell you last time i did cardio that guy um, over there <laughs> this guy <laughs> Um, but it's cool to explain to them that this is still going to work for you. This yeah. strength training is still going to, you know, change your metabolism, change your, your body composition. You don't need to go do this long, slow, steady state forever and just, you know, stand on a treadmill for two hours. Like that's no fun. Um, so I really have a blast with those clients and it's fun having clients that all have different goals because yeah. it keeps it interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's awesome. Speaking of goals, uh, what are your goals? Oh, well, I want to hang on to that 402. <laughs> I would like to deadlift 402 in July. Um, beyond that, I want to have over 900 pound total mm-hmm. for the year. Um, so either hitting that in July or hitting that at nationals over 900 pounds. At 57 kilos, I'd be I'd be pretty happy with. You know, we're not done, but that's the next step. Um, I want to I want to bench 200 pounds within like the next year. Bench is so slow. <laughs> sure. Um, you're fighting for like every five pounds you can get, and at meets you can only take um, the two and a half kilo jumps. So, it's it kind of it's not like weightlifting where you can do like a kilo. Oh, okay. Um, so it, it's tough for bench and being a smaller female um but yeah the next year i would like to bench 200 for sure cool how about um beyond that like do you have any idea of how long you're going to be doing this any (laughs) idea of as long as i possibly can yeah um some of the best women in the business right now are in their early 40s nice um the top you know 52 kilo the top 63 they're all in their early 40s so it's good to see that longevity in the sport yeah uh because if you train smart and stay injury free and do things the right way there really is a lot of longevity and a a good future for you in the sport which is really cool to see that's that's very cool yeah beyond um beyond like lifting goals uh personally i definitely want to continue to grow my business get a website uh up and running Mm -hmm. get some training uh, programs that people can download. Um, yeah, there's a lot of exciting things coming up. Cool. Very mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I've got what I marked as bonus material, unless you've got uh, bonus material. more more pointed questions to ask. Well, bonus material. <laughs> i got to hear about this bonus material. <laughs> well, I mean, I just want to, because obviously you're an athlete, um, but also are a coach, and, you know, we're, so our show is to, we're trying to promote this lifestyle, mm-hmm. um, teach people that, you know, right now the United States health is miserable. Right. And it's because of our lifestyle. It's not because they haven't found the perfect medication or the perfect surgery or 
perfect doctor that you haven't found. It's we just have to get back to this lifestyle that people have been living for thousands of years. Right. And we want to be involving people, interviewing people that are doing things that are in alignment with that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And you're doing that strength training, resistance training and teaching people, you know, somewhat lifestyle coaching. So, I, yeah, I mean, I guess I just want to kind of stay with that. Like if you if somebody is wanting to and it, weight loss just is, is just the easiest thing but mm -hmm. let's say if somebody's even into fitness and they're doing they love marathon running or they love whatever um what do you call those things triathlons mm -hmm. any type of like <laughs> endurance type stuff yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like how would you kind of bring <clears throat> them over to the side of saying we need to get you stronger. Bring them over the dark side. Here's, here's why it's <laughs> important for you to be strong. Team. Here's why it's important maybe even for you to learn these movements that I teach. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I think, um, you know, it just, just goes back to making sure that people know the benefits of strength training. I think there's a lot of misconceptions about it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you think about the body types and what people think is going to happen to their bodies. Um so there's, I think there's misconceptions. I think there's fears, you know, people are afraid of heavy weights. Yeah. Um, so I think going back and telling them why this is good, um, what the benefits are, you know, got their, their body composition is going to change. Their bones are going to be stronger. The mental benefits, you know, the list just goes on and on. Um, so I think really, really getting people more comfortable with the idea and getting rid of those misconceptions mm -hmm. would be where to start. I think um, CrossFit's actually done a great job of that, getting people more comfortable with a barbell. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, you know, for the general community, it's done amazing things just getting a barbell into people's hands. Yeah. Um, so for for any endurance endurance athlete, you know, that's great. They probably got really healthy heart and lungs and all those things but strength training is important as well so i think just explaining the benefits and 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 getting rid of those fears and misconceptions is key yeah you wouldn't believe how many people have come into my office and like one of the main reasons they've come to me as their chiropractor is because either their other previous chiropractor or their medical doctors told them that you shouldn't be lifting weights mm-hmm because you're going to get injured. Right. So So the fact that even doctors are saying that I mean yeah. that's kind of it's kind of scary. <coughs> yeah. It's very scary, but then to actually look at like you were just saying, look at the s some of the strongest people in the world are doing this and being very very competitive well into their 40s. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool to see that that longevity with it. Um, it's like I said, is if you're doing it the right way yeah. and and ideally staying injury free and hopefully have a good coach that's keeping you on the right path, you can do this your whole life. And that's uh, one of my favorite parts of meets that you go to. You see like the master's division mm -hmm. and you see these ladies that are 60, 70, 80 mm -hmm. yeah. and men lifting and like in that age range. It's so cool. And the crowd just gets so hyped up for these, these for people. Sure. It's great to see that support. And... Um, you know, we've got a couple older folks in our gym and people just, people get probably more excited for them, you know, doing yeah. their PRs. And it's great to see that support. And I wish we had more of that, mm -hmm. more of that crowd, more of that clientele. Um, but yeah, it's really inspiring to see them doing that. And you're just like, yep, when I'm 70, I want to be competing still. <laughs> sure. When you, <coughs> when you started off your comment there and you said, if you look 
I thought you were going to say if, if you look at those doctors, they probably look like they've never oh. picked up a oh. bottle. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, that, that too. could be probably true also. Right. I and had a um, – who did I have? She had um, like arthritis, mm-hmm. and she was lifting with me, and um, she was feeling good, great, and then um, she was gone for a couple – she she was gone for a couple weeks, okay, and then her arthritis like symptoms started coming back, whatever, and then she she's like, well, I don't know if I feel good enough to lift, and ended up going to the doctor, and the doctor's like, what, you're lifting, and this and she had been feeling so good, and I'm just like, yes, you need to you need to keep moving, you need to keep mm-hmm. moving those joints, and uh, and she was like, but but he's a doctor, I'm like, I know, <laughs> yeah. I know, but sometimes yeah. that's the problem. <laughs> Well, that was a question on our gym's um, member page a few weeks ago. Somebody was asking, well, what, what can I do naturally for arthritis? And, mm. you know, there were some people saying some good stuff about kind of taking different natural supplements and, mm. you know, the glucosamines and all that stuff. And so I was like, the best thing is movement, movement. for arthritis. Yes. Is you want to move your joints as much as you can and you want to move them properly. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they're just going to lock right up. Yeah, if you're not going to if you're not moving them, then when you try to move them, you're going to inflame them and that's what that's what arthritis is. It's inflammation exactly. of your joints. And if you're not moving them properly and you are moving often, then that's going to inflame your joints. Right. So it's and again, back to the resistance training, specifically powerlifting and why it's crazy that these doctors would say that is you are bending over and picking something up. <laughs> That's an so everyday thing. functional. You are squatting. That's an everyday thing. You are pushing something. That's an everyday thing. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, as you just said, functional. So, I mean, that uh, again, that same doctor wouldn't say, don't <laughs> bend over and pick something up. Don't right. squat. You know, don't sit down in a chair and then get back up. That's n- never right. would they say that. Right. But when you're doing <laughs> right. it with actually resistance training, you are training your body to do that stuff better. Yeah. The transfer yeah. to daily living is, I mean, our activities of daily living is just huge. Right. You're, you're. If you learn how to pick up even a hundred pounds off the ground, you're not going. Your your likelihood of hurting yourself picking up a twenty pound grandchild <laughs> significantly is going to decrease. Right. Like one of my clients, you know, she was in her sixties, and that was one of her main goals when she came into me. She wanted to be able to carry her around her grandbabies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm and be strong enough to do it and not get winded and things like that. And and she was one of my clients that we started out very basic, like, okay, today we're going to work on sitting down on this bench and standing up, you know? Yeah. And then that, like, slowly progressing to a squat. And, um, but, yeah, so those those are so important. And I think as as athletes, you can sometimes lose sight of just those everyday goals that mm-hmm. people have whereas yeah. my goals are so focused on the bar these people yeah. just want to be able to get up a flight of stairs you know what i mean something like that um right. so it's cool to have people with all different goals and all different you know being at all different places in their lives yeah so it's a lot of fun well and you focusing on picking up the barbell and, and that barbell being as heavy as possible is that's going to push out the amount of time where you're going to have to the goal of just bending over and picking something up or right. go walking up a stair. Right. That's going to happen when you're 90 instead of 60 for other people, right. yeah. you know, because yeah, you're focusing on picking up something heavy now. Right. You're doing it the right way. <coughs> you know, you're building muscle. You're yes. learning how to fight through something that's stressful. There's all these benefits to, to what you're doing that can yes. just, like you said, transfer over to on a daily basis, mm-hmm. you know, functionality of just daily activities, but also just promoting long-term health. Mm-hmm. I mean, muscle 
is just the they call it the organ of longevity. Mm-hmm. You're going to live longer the more muscle you have. Um, you're not going to just be wasting away that people, so yes. many people unfortunately are in the United States. That's not, not what you want to see. Yeah, so part of the um, foundational material of what CrossFit is is this graph that they call the sickness, wellness, fitness continuum mm-hmm. and how uh, basically working towards fitness is building this hedge against not only just hurting yourself from walking up a flight of stairs or whatever, but just building a hedge against disease and all <coughs> sickness. And I, I used to have a little bit of a problem with it, honestly, the fact that they put fitness up, like beyond wellness, but mm-hmm. it's like, it's what you're just saying. If, if like muscle is this marker of longevity, like, yeah, you can be very well, very healthy, but if you're not strong enough to do things as you're like as your body's getting old, as you're aging, right. like you're going to age. Fact muscle is one of the things, fitness is one of the things that's going to be working against that regardless of, you know, how well your organs are functioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yep, it's just the next level. So we did <coughs> last week we did our show on type two diabetes. And uh, I was listening to a, another podcast, and they were talking about some research that shows that uh, insulin resistance, which is the kind of precursor to type 2 diabetes, which is insulin resistance is the number one health problem across the world right now. And you are insulin resistant 10 years before you actually get diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. Mm. So for 10 years, you're having this problem that's not identified, and then you get diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. Um, but they say that that insulin resistance starts in your quadricep muscles. Oh, yeah, yeah, really? Okay. So if you don't have quadricep muscles, hmm. you're more likely to be insulin resistant, which means you're more likely to not only have type 2 diabetes, but insulin resistant leads to every <laughs> other degenerative <laughs> disease. Alzheimer's, you know, cancer, obviously your heart quadriceps. disease. Huh, that's interesting. So the more muscle you have there, and it makes sense. Obviously, these are the biggest muscles that we have mm-hmm. in our body. So the more muscle you have there, the more... Um, kind of sinks that we have for glucose to go into and <laughs> be used as energy. Hmm. So your insulin That's levels are going to be low and it's not going to lead to insulin resistance. Do so your front squats, people. Do your there front you squats, <laughs> right? I mean, He'll be okay. Not only is that going to, you know, save your knees and your joints and yes. everything else, it's also going to help you prevent all the degenerative diseases that are out there. All you got to do is squat. All you have to do is squat. That's it. Just squat and deadlift, and you'll be just fine. And like you said, that could start as bending over or sitting down on a chair. That could start as Mm -hmm. air squats. You don't have to squat 400 or what would you say? 300 pounds? 295? 292? Ish. Yeah. Ish. I mean, that'd be great if everybody could do that. Yes, exactly. Everyone's goals are different. Yeah. Yeah. That's... I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. So what's the bonus material? Light, lightning round here. Uh, first one. Were you a vegan for a while? Uh, no, I was vegetarian oh, for okay. a couple of years. Okay. I scrolled way back. Yeah, in Instagram you, to d- you really did. Um, no, not vegan, just vegetarian. Okay. And uh, th- that not anymore. Not anymore. Nope. I do eat meat. Talk. It, it, what, why why did you do it? Why aren't you doing it anymore? Um, I started it initially because I was curious mm-hmm. about how my body would react. Um, I never had been or like a really 
big meat eater to begin with. Okay. Um, so I was really just curious, one, to see what would happen to my body, two, to see if I could do it and sure. stick with it. Um, was this pre-powerlifting? It, it would have been in like the first year. Okay, so you were lifting heavy and yeah. eating veggies. Yeah, yes, yes. Hmm. Um, what was the question? Was I vegan? Oh. And I was not. I was just vegetarian. Vegetarian. It would be really hard for me to not have like eggs and cheese okay. and stuff like okay. that. Still are? No. No. Oh. No, I mean. Um, why did I why did I go back? Was that the other part y- of the question? Yeah. Because um, being a vegetarian sucks. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Actually, guys, I was in Florida. You're a vegetarian. And <laughs> geez, no, definitely not. Um, I was in Florida. You just looked at me like that. I was in Florida, and we are at this amazing sushi place, and I didn't want to miss out on having sushi. That's oh, a, that's a nice. shitty answer, but that's that, that's what but that's got what in. got me back into it. I was like, oh, this is really good. And to be honest, the two things that I missed the most were salmon and bacon. Mm. Those are so hey, those are two and good. Yeah. they're what good about things. Bacon right? wrapped salmon. Would that, you do that? I would probably do that. <laughs> Why not? Anything is, is good wrapped in bacon. I agree. <clears throat> this guy over here is contemplating becoming a hundred percent carnivore. So oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Might try it. I don't know how long I could do it. <laughs> so like that's that's it, just just meat. Just well, not all not just meat. All meat diet. Eggs. I can eat eggs. But like no veggies. No veggies. Okay. All protein and fat. All protein and I fat. It's like, whoops, that's like next level keto. Next Whoa. level. Next 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 level. Yeah. It's a ton of protein. Uh, okay, maybe kind of similarly on that. Again, I. I was digging hard for this. Uh, <laughs> I saw that your mom had as uh, as a gardener. Oh yeah, yes. So did yes. you did you grow up with like That's really backyard funny veggies? That you saw that. Or? Yes, I did. So my mom just got Instagram, and she was just googling me to just creep on my lifting, right? Mm-hmm. So because she would just be like, oh, I saw what you did today. I'm like, mom, just just get an Instagram, you know? And so she did, and she didn't post anything for a long time. And her first post was the asparagus <laughs> growing in the backyard. And yeah, it's a huge, amazing asparagus patch and we're gonna have to get some because it's fresh and way better than the stuff you get in the store. Um, so yes, growing up, yeah, we had asparagus, um, rhubarb, strawberries, um, carrots. Yeah, lots of things. Yeah. So you, would you say you grew up um, a little different than maybe a conventional standard American diet? Um, maybe slightly. I mean, we lived in, in the country, so we had the, the space and the opportunity to mm-hmm. grow food and we had apple, the apple trees, cherry trees. Um, so yeah, probably a little different. That's cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It's very cool. Uh, covered that, covered that. Okay. Uh, what? That's that's not what I that's what I saw. There you go. Oh, uh, my water bottle. Yeah, Matt Vincent. Yes. So are you? Tell me about tell me about that relationship. Um, <laughs> I am a sponsored athlete with okay. Hate Brands, mm-hmm. owned by Matt Vincent. Um, he's Hate spelled H V I I I. Yes. <laughs> um, he's a good friend of mine. Um, he takes really good care of his athletes and dresses me most of the time. And yeah, that's one there. Their slogans, so <laughs> free advertising for hate. <laughs> cool, cool, uh, sweet. Any last? Any I got nothing. Cool. Uh, d- 
Do your squats. Oh, wait a minute. I do have one more. Do your squats. Your squat's super narrow. Yes. Tell me about that. Uh, I am so is this not guy's, so good at anything wide. Okay. If it's outside my hips, you probably notice my deadlift. Yeah, your deadlift's is super narrow, but narrow that's, that's more common. Um, but yeah, my squat is about here. Yeah. Yeah. That's where that's where I'm strongest. Do you think that's if I get outside of my hips, it's very uncomfortable mm -hmm. for me. Do you think that has come from like bodybuilding f before powerlifting or Um there's there's a chance of it. Some I of that. I honestly was never comfortable with anything super wide. Mm -hmm. Um and a lot of powerlifters you you do see wide. Right. But yeah. it also depends, are they geared? Are they in suits? Are they in wraps? And you know what I mean? That changes the lift entirely. Everything you're doing is raw. Um, everything I do is raw, yep. Cool. So I just do knee sleeves. Cool. That is raw. Um, but yeah, it's just where I'm strongest. Cool. <laughs> Very cool. Sweet. Well, that's a lot of great stuff. Yeah. Uh, like I was starting awesome. to say, do your squats, folks. Pick up heavy things. Yes. Press heavy things. <laughs> yeah. Great. Thank Follow you. Follow her for motivation. Yeah. What's yes. your. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Bonshro, B-O-N-S-C-H-R-O. Cool. Any other of your sponsors you'd like to throw out there? Well, we can thank Matt Vincent for the water bottle, pants, and hat. So <laughs> go check out Hate Brands. <laughs> yeah. He's a cool dude. Yes. Cool dude. Sweet. Uh, if, if you didn't know, she's definitely the most Insta-famous person you've probably ever talked to. So. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> You're just blessed, blessed with my presence. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> cool. Uh, all right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank yeah. you. You bet. Thanks for doing it. There we go.